Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. All right, what's up, failings? This is Stephen, your host with Ontology Podcast. I have my lifelong friends, Jake and Josh, here with me. And we're talking about the narrow road between desires, the new Patrick Rothfuss novella, aka the revamped version of The Lightning Tree, which came out a few years ago and is included in the Rogues Anthology. But I'm guessing maybe not a lot of people read that or people are seeing the new Rothfuss novella and are just kind of like wondering what this is because they know Rothfuss for other reasons and so we're going to do a little review of the book but we're not going to do any spoilers first we'll start with just some non-spoiler conversation about what this novella is if it's worth reading etc and then we'll kind of get into some spoiler thoughts as we go so uh that said what is this novella jake and josh (laughs) so i'd call it like a character study of bast i might be cheating by using content from the author's note at the end I don't think that's cheating. Similar <laughs> similar to... He wrote the note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, cheating isn't... This isn't my great analysis. This is me taking uh, analysis from mm-hmm. the author himself. Right. I feel like in The Name of the Wind, more so compared to other fantasy novels, there's not as much like huge plot points happening. It's more like you experiencing Quoth's life. It feels more real to life in that it's not a perfectly arced plot in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think this story is to King Killer Chronicles, the way King Killer Chronicles is to other fantasy, where not a ton happens really in terms of like overarching, like rising action, et cetera, et cetera, when it comes to like the standard plot. But you really get to see a good look into who Bast is as a person. And from there, kind of a look into what the Fae are really like in uh, the world of Hemorant. Yeah. I think that's a great summary. I this is almost like a feels almost like a long poem or something. I mean, it's definitely not like a poem, right? But like it almost reads that way. And the like you said, the the plot isn't really the main point of it. It's very beautifully written, as is all of Rothfuss's works, but this one feels like it's a little bit, you know, some added sprinkles on there. And it just, it has an almost dreamlike quality of like sequences as it moves through the events of the, of the book. They're, they're connected events, but yeah, it it feels like almost a little bit like of a fairy tale slash like epic poem or something like that. Mm. At least that's the impression I got when I was reading it. I also think that this, that Rothfuss continues to pull out the best titles in the industry. Steven and I were talking a little bit about it. Yeah. Like this title just perfectly summarized, like summarizes the book. It's it's a pretty tire title. It sticks with you. It's identifiable. I mean, he just hasn't has a knack for uh, words in general, but t- titling books especially. Yeah, I think again, dipping into the author's note, I think what I once thought was a just a s- simple knack 
uh, not to uh, push back what you said at all. I realize is more of a obsessive uh, strive for perfection. And I think he hits perfection a lot, but I could see how grueling that process would be. Yeah. As you said, I mean, I think we're going to get into the more of the meta conversation, maybe after we talk about the book a bit, but it would be so hard to know that you are capable of such great things. Yeah. And then like, and then feel like you're not hitting it. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I don't really know because I don't have anything in my life where like, I'm like that good at it. You know what I mean? But like, Mm -hmm. if I did, it would be really hard to turn in something less, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And it's weird. This, I thought the story itself was really good, but I think this book is almost worth buying just for the uh, aforementioned author's note at the end. I think it is like <laughs> such a good look into Patrick Rothfuss himself as a human being and as an author. Yeah. Yeah. There's obviously a lot of conversation around him and in book three, which, you know, he doesn't want to hear about, but is really, you know, it's not really possible to discuss Rothfuss at this point without even, you know, without touching on that. I will say just to stick on the book a little bit more before we get into that, I would say that Slow Regard of Silent Things is more of a poem than this one is. Like mm-hmm. it does have a plot to it. It's the it's Bass adventures over the course of a day. And there's not any like big action at all, or you know, any any enemies that need to be vanquished or anything but it's just him kind of going about and, but the, but the events do come together in a good way at the end, little bit of a, you know, not a huge twist, but a little bit of a twist. And yeah. there, there's some good payoff for what's been happening. And it's obviously very well written throughout. I, and I thought, you know, the story just has a lot of heart in it. Mm-hmm. And if you're, I'll say, I, I think people are going to be wondering, you know, should, should they pick up this book? If you're a big fan of King Killer Chronicle in general, like absolutely. It's definitely yeah. worth reading. It's more than, uh, I'll be honest, I don't know if I even read all of Slow Regard of Silent Things. I at least like skimmed through most of it, but it was just, you know, literally nothing happens in that book. It's really just if you want to read a bunch of nice prose. You want to get to know Ari. Yeah. yeah. But but that even less because I don't remember much of a plot at all other than she's just kind of like, journeying around and collecting her yeah, different it's, things it's more like getting a look inside her head but here at least we do have a plot like there yeah. is a bit of a climax twist of sorts and it's not huge at all but it's more interesting more interesting from a like i don't know from a perspective of do you want some things to happen then this has more than sort of silent things so i would say yeah like if someone was asking me, should I pick up Slow Regard of Silent Things? And if they're just a King Clare fan, I'd be like, yeah, you know, you don't really need to. Like I'm a, I'm a big King Clare fan and I didn't even really get through it very well or I, I barely remember it. But this one, I would say you should if you're a fan of his books. If you're just like a general yeah. fantasy fan, eh, maybe you, you might enjoy it. Like you're going to enjoy the book, but where it's a novella, I think people kind of have some questions. I think if you are if you are down to just read novellas in general, definitely. Obviously, if you're looking for like a full length epic fantasy novel, this isn't that. Right, right. But I, I feel like and I'm glad you're on this, Josh, to bounce this off of. I, it felt very Stephen King esque to me. Yeah, lots of heart. It, yep. It, it might have been because uh, there's lots of uh, younger characters, but 
there's a couple scenes that get kind of spooky in an eerie way, which is, you know, kind of what you think of when you think of the Fae, the type of Fae that Rothfuss does. But yeah, it was like, I, I've just recently read Something Wicked This Way Comes, which made me think of Stephen King as well. And I think this was kind of a similar vein. It really is with, especially if it were from the kids' perspective of like them kind of stumbling upon this far greater force than they are without really understanding it, not super defined rules that they would be aware of and some having good hearts and some people maybe not having as good of hearts. I've definitely got that feeling as well, like the Stephen King feeling. And I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. This was written through not the main kid he interacts with, but the first kid he interacts with. Like actually either of their perspectives, it would have been felt like a classic uh, Stephen King type story so i guess in summary we're saying if you like fantasy sure pick it up realize it's a short novella and just you know hopefully you're not disappointed by that so know that going in and if you're looking for book three it's not book three so like stop complaining that it's not book three because it's it's not i i am prepared to go on a full-on rant again i think i don't know where this belongs in this episode in the past, I've always been the one who's pushed back more on the Patrick Rothfuss hate. And I am fully planted, confident that, you know, there was like, I could see both sides, but I'm fully planted on the on the side of Patrick Rothfuss doesn't owe anybody anything. If this is all we ever get from the King Killer Chronicles, you should just be thankful you got any of it. That's where I stand. I thought you were about to switch sides with the way you were building no. that up. I I had no idea which yeah, way you were it was, about to go. I know it was for the drama. Yeah, what? <laughs> Let's build what a tease. <laughs> I, I I agree to an extent. If he keeps if he keeps promising a book three, then I think it is misleading. If he's not going to produce it, he's not misleading. He's trying. It's it's so clear he's trying. It's not like people like to paint him as if he's just like greedily like, oh yeah, I'll do book three while doing nothing. Like. Obviously, he's trying. I don't I think, think that's the, the case, whole but I... charity chapter thing really was mishandled. I don't know what all. The oh, story I, I agree was with that. Behind that, I agree with that. If we set I, that I, aside, yeah. I yeah. agree with that. That was mishandled for sure. Like, don't. Yeah, but okay. just in general, the idea of he's written a book, he's written two books and a supposed trilogy, and the third book, it's been ten plus years. That doesn't. I'm firmly planted, 100 percent confident that not confident, but hundred percent feel you, you'd not owed a book three. It'd be nice to have one, but of course, of course, that's not like an arguable statement. Like you're right in that. But also I think that people people feel argue it all the time. No, I don't. I think, (laughs) no, I think that the other side of that is that people still feel misled and kind of like betrayed. And I think that feeling is also valid. Like, of course you don't, you're not necessarily owed it. Like you're saying, like you're not entitled to it, but when you're here, when the author is leading you to believe that it is almost complete and has been since before the, since the first book came out, then like yeah, that's then that, those feelings are valid and, and you're, you're allowed to feel frustrated with that. I will say that he's not like actively telling people on X Twitter that, you know, <laughs> uh, formerly known as Twitter. You tried, you tried right. to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know what to call it anymore. Sorry. Um, he's not actively on there. Like, book three is coming out any day guys, you know, buy into my Patreon and you'll get, you know, no, but but he's not like doing that. And you're right. He's he's really quiet about it. So there's certainly been some statements in the past that if you dig them up, they look pretty damning. And it's like, dang, like, you know, Mm -hmm. where's our book? Like it's supposed to be here years ago. 
but I feel like he probably made some mistakes and he wishes he, that didn't happen. And yeah. 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 And I I fully agree with you on that point, Josh, but in the past we've had this argument and the argument has been, are we entitled to a book three before? And I I don't, I don't think anyone's entitled to it. Okay. I mean, yeah, of course it's not like we can just, entitled is a weird word because we can't make him, you know, just. Well, yeah, but just like ethically, morally, I don't think he's morally obligated to get it out. I think he's morally obligated to, to tell, communicate with his fans what his intentions are. And I feel like he did that a little bit in the author's note slash forward. Yeah. You get, it's not a direct, you know, here's my status with book three. Here's why it's been so hard. But if you kind of read between the lines, you get the sense that, especially I think in the forward to the book, he talks about how much of a struggle it is for him to actually like get the words out sometimes. And, yeah. but then he says in this project, he was able to like really get the creative juices going. And, and that's why this happened. So you know, read between the lines. It sounds like what he's saying is, "I'm trying. I'm stuck." Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it, 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 as an analogy, it would be like if you're, if you're like kind of on a break with somebody that you used to date, and then you're like on a break, and then they're like not telling you, like they're like leading you on and not really telling you. They're like, "Oh yeah, I think like maybe next month, or like maybe eventually we can get back together." But it's like not letting the other person move on. You know what I mean? And so that person nah, just he's not leading. I, I, he's not I'm leading trying, us okay. on. Okay, friends. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with a good example because like there is. Oh, I got a, I got a, I got a good example along the same lines. You break up because, because Patrick Rothfuss is a person in a relationship that needs to sort through some stuff before they uh-huh. can resume the relationship. And uh-huh. it's that person who keeps saying, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm working, like I'm trying to work through it. And like, yeah, at some point you might be like, okay, I can't wait for you anymore. But yeah, there's so no Patrick Rothfuss is super hot and you're way into Patrick Rothfuss. And so yeah. the fact check, that, you know, <laughs> you had this, right. The fact that you had this impassioned relationship before with the first two books, you're like, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll get it sorted out and he'll come back to me. And so you don't necessarily want to commit to someone else because, you know, Patrick, who's super hot could be coming back at any point. Right. Exactly. Maybe you, In your mind, you really hope that, but you know, he's not necessarily giving you any signals. If, if, if that person knows, if that person knows that there's no chance that they're ever getting back to you or that it's very little, then they have a more. No one knows that. Those but things. I don't, I don't think he feels that way. Yeah. I, I, I get yeah. the sense that he really wants to write the book and he's giving an honest effort and it's just really hard. And I think if you, if you also kind of look behind the scenes of, of what happened with the lightning tree to the narrow road between desires, like this was the lightning tree was a novella that was fully complete. And so he went back and revised it and he added like, I don't remember the numbers, like words or 10 to 15,000 words. Yes. Yeah. So we added yeah. a bunch of words to it, cleaned up a bunch. We had uh, Jason from Phantology Discord read both of them. And he said, honestly, like I couldn't tell a huge difference. There were like a few scenes that were added. Most of it seemed like a tweaking of words and phrasings and like emphasizing different things. So definitely like a better product, but not anything like brand new. So if, you know, if, if Patrick was so into this and took all this time to perfect this, you know, shorter work, right. That gives you a sense of like, okay, it's probably why a full length book and a book that's the culmination of his series, supposedly like that's why it's taking so long because he just took a, you know, significant amount of time 
perfecting this much shorter story. So yeah. Yeah. that's, you know, that's his, that's what he wants to do. That's his, that's the way it works. And and the bring, the reason I bring this up is because although publicly in the Fantology space, I have always been, like, I don't like it when consumers get entitled with, like, act like they're owed some sort of product, especially from, like, the art world. Even though I've been publicly that way, you know, I've been frustrated with, like, come on, like, when is this coming out? And, and like, should he be doing more? And, like, what is really the issue? And because of that, I was, like, kind of 50-50 about whether I wanted to read this just because I was, like, it's not what I really want is book three, you know? And as like, do I want to do this to myself? But so I brought that up to say like reading this made me like, I really enjoyed the story itself. It felt so good to be getting Patrick Rothfuss writing again. And also it made me have more empathy for him as an individual. And I, and it's, I think it's, I don't know. I think for those of you who were in my same position where you're like, "Uh, I'm looking for book three, I'm going to pass on this. I think you should really uh, read it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I like totally that. agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You should, you should definitely read. Well, again, I think it is hard Don't, to want to continually yeah. financially support somebody if you do not feel like you want to, you know what I mean? Like if you feel oh yeah, betrayed or frustrated, yeah. like I think that those feelings are valid. I think it's perfectly valid to say then, well, I'm not going to, you know, give that yeah. person money. Check it out yeah. from the library. But I think the quality. <laughs> That's what I did. But I think that the, first of all, I think that I, personally, I'm not there, nearly there. I would buy this book, you know, recommend that people buy it. I might still buy it for Mackenzie because I think she would enjoy it. The art's cool in it. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm not there. I'm just saying that I think that that is like a valid, like same reason why people might not want to read Sanderson because yeah. of his like belief system or whatever. Like that's that's valid if they feel like that. You know what I mean? Or JK Rowling. Yeah. Or JK Rowling. Yeah. Like all of those things are valid, but I'm, I, I don't, I don't like quote unquote agree. Like I am fine reading all those authors and stuff. But that position is, I think, a valid position to have. Yeah. So I guess hopefully people go into the novella knowing what it is and don't come out frustrated because they are expecting something that it's not. Yeah. And yeah. I get my whole point was if you are anxiously awaiting book three and you're like, I don't want to read anything but book three, I think you should give this a chance because it was yeah really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Sure. I agree. And I've been trying to write not a ton, uh, but I have been trying and like reading this was, you know, a little bit of a boost to my creative juices because of all the you know beautiful things that he writes and it you know kicked up my aspirations a little bit so there's that too <laughs> did you hear that too josh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, did. Hey, I feel like we're in like fifth grade jake <laughs> i got it okay i said it okay so <laughs> let's let's talk about the book we don't we have like uh 20 minutes here so we'll yeah. see uh how much we get into it but so we get into the actual story. Like, what did you guys enjoy from, I, there wasn't a ton of action, like we said, but what were some highlights from the story? The, so this is spoilers now. Yeah. The part where he performs the ritual with the uh, the charm for the, I can't remember anyone's name. It's so bad that. So the main kid was uh, Reich. Reich, yeah. Yeah. He's got the, he... the, em- the embryo charms, which supposedly are like, more impactful to Temerant than we understand, but I don't. Oh, I don't, yeah. Sorry, not Reich, the second boy, the boy he does the the pact with, the blood oath with. Oh, the kid that he has like the long negotiation. Yeah, with? yeah. I don't remember that kid's yeah. name. Yeah. Anyways, okay. that kid, um, when he's like, "I own you," I was like, "He's kind of being rough on him," and I was like, "That it, 
he did a really good job of showing Faye are like really volatile and not mm-hmm. they don't follow the same logic. But then when he does the final ritual with the charm he made from the river rock and everything, and he's like, I own every bit of you, and I'm keeping like these insecurities. And I th- that was like again started so spooky and eerie and then just ended so heartwarming. Like, I don't know. I felt that was very powerful. It showed you a lot of sides of Bass' character. And yeah, yeah it kind of made you like, it was a bit of a tease where you're like, okay, what is a Fae exactly? Like, what is Bast capable of? But by the end, like, he does have a good heart. And especially the way that he, you know, drove off the abusive father, which was the main storyline. Like, the way that that all came yeah. together, that that was really nice. And I thought it was cleverly done where, like, there's little seeds. Like, everything mm-hmm. kind of came together like an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. And you get the little right. seeds throughout. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like he he has that random thing where yeah. he goes off to. This is just an episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we could re reimagine it as Seinfeld, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and then just the vibe was so good. Uh, th- my only critique would be best, and it might be I'm not used to the audiobook narrator. Best felt like almost a different character than he has felt, and he seemed darker. And even though there were some dark moments in this book, he seemed darker in the King Killer Chronicles than he did in this. He seemed much more whimsical. And maybe that was just because it was through his POV. Mm. I didn't listen to it. Is it the same narrator? Uh, it's the same narrator as Name of the Wind, but I okay. haven't uh, listened to Name of the Wind, really. Mm. I've Yeah, I've read and listened to Name of the Wind a, a few times. So I don't know if I would pick up on that. But no, I mean, I agree with you that it's we haven't really got the best POV before. Yeah. And so... Yeah, it is a little bit different. And I don't know if it was meant, like, I don't know if he was, like, putting on different kind of personas, depending on who he was talking to, and maybe that was it. Um, but I was a little put off by that in the beginning. Mm. I mean, Name of the Wind, King Clerk, and, and Wiseman's Fear, both, I mean, the quoth parts are, they're not, like, first, the, the parts with Bast are not first person, but it is kind of, like, quoth's perspective. And yeah, you get a little bit of, what is Bast capable of, but not yeah. a ton. And we don't, we still don't have the much of the quoth Bast backstory. And, and even at the end of this novella, when Bast comes back in, there's really like no indication that quoth realizes that Bast was the one that drove the, yeah. the abusive father off. Right. Yeah. And maybe that was it. Him interacting with quoth, he seemed more, he didn't seem like the same as he was in the other book. What about you, Josh? What were your takeaways, the highs, the lows? Yeah, pretty much what you guys talked about. I think just, I I always like the dealings, you know, kind of like in, in uh, Wheel of Time, like the Aes Sedai truths, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. seeing how he's going to spin things, like with the last question, how what the, yeah. he, he put like a leading question for the kid to ask. Yeah. Like those was, those yeah. things are always really enjoyable for me. I think that, seeing his anxieties too when he just kind of like plays things out on like how bad things could go like that that always adds a little bit of tension uh-huh and then the plot yeah like the plot was like i was saying i i definitely there is a plot there are events that happen um it's a little bit different than just like a rising action climax falling action you know um etc but like the the events were super interesting and then just seeing seeing um quoth or coat or whatever you know like just hearing more words from him it's always 
a, a delight mm-hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was very small. You probably said maybe a hundred words told the entire book or whatever, but it's always fun to hear from him. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you mentioned there about, you know, Bass uh, insecurities and fears about what the kids might do. I think that the, the uh, weaknesses of, you know, Bass Fay nature really added a lot to the book because without that, it kind of makes Bass seem like this weird predator who's preying upon the kids of the town. But, you know, when you turn it around and it's like, well, the one kid had, you know, power over him, didn't realize it, but he's got these weaknesses. And also the way that he handled the, whatever the girl's name that was bathing, like at first it was like, okay, this is kind of creepy. But then it turns out that like she told the kid, and like kind of set it up. So then it's like, okay, you know, really like who has the power here? It was, it did still at times come across a little too creepy. Yeah. Well, yeah. A little well, too predatory. Yeah. yeah it, it did. It did a bit. In general. But it was, it was the, pretty creepy. The fact Which that I was, she like set that up, made it. Oh like yeah. Yeah. Not as problematic in my opinion. <laughs> but just in general that he's like, yeah, I got this lightning tree where I meet all the, the youths of the town, you know, yeah. it's kind of weird. I kind of had uh, to chalk that up to he's a fae, so maybe yeah, just different. I don't know, but I was just thinking like, what are these kids? What are these kids' parents thinking that they have, like all these kids go and meet well, up? With I mean, the, the parents don't know. Kid. That's that's one of the rules, right? You're not supposed to tell any adults. right. But yeah, if they did know, it would come across a little creepy. Oh, and yeah. then another surprising thing that Bast is seen as kind of like like a town idiot almost by the parents or something. Yeah, that's that was right. funny. Right. Like they think he's just the simple-minded assistant. <laughs> yeah. I really liked the uh the like exploration of Fey magic a lot more. That was cool. Like that's something that's kind of been hinted yeah. at and we've seen glimpses got, of, but never it got more like of a direct explanation. I feel like Rothfuss yeah. has directly explained that before. Maybe yeah. maybe because it's in the lightning tree. I'm assuming it's pretty similar. But the grammar and the glamour, like that explanation yeah. was was interesting. Yeah. I feel like I almost understand it, but I'm still not 100% sure what the difference is, to be honest. <laughs> so glamour is all the about... The difference between right? what a thing is and making a thing to be something like that, you know? In a well, nice I think... I, so I think, like, grammar is what we saw him do with uh, the boy at the end of the book. The boy is still the boy, but he molded him to be... Mm a specific potentiality of himself. I like that. And the part, yeah, the part at the end where the boy was, you know, super concerned that he was going to become a danger like his father and Bast was, you know, like, you're not, you're not bad type, like, you know, that there was a lot of heart there. And I thought that was a, that was a real nice message to close the book on. Yeah. Makes me want more, more Bast now, not just more book three, just, more yeah i mean we assume in book three like there's gonna be there must be the story of how they like quote and bast met and why he's even there we still don't know that book three could have so like it, the amount of content it could have varies so much like it could really just end up to like quotes demise you know not not his demise to the end but just and this is how i fell from grace and now i'm at an end and that's it you know and i think that would be mm-hmm. a fitting ending for the whole three days three day cycle like it wouldn't be satisfying for the whole world but i think that could be a fitting end or it could be you know even more inclusive and like three quarters of the way through the book he finishes and then you get more post like end keepers i don't know 
there's there's so much we want in that book. <laughs> yep. But yeah, maybe that's a we haven't done any other episodes on Patrick Rothfuss. Like you, you realize no that? King Killer? That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I was gonna say that this is our our debut uh King Killer yeah. like yeah. dedicated content. For the amount and, of time we we talk about it and it gets referenced, we have not done any direct episodes. I, it's because we we're all waiting for book three. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Oh, or I'm waiting for a time when there's like literally nothing that we can record about because we are all in the middle of books and I, like I could bust out a name of the wind review at any time. <laughs> yeah. I'll say uh, one other moment that I liked is I liked the, there was an extended scene with all like the regulars at the bar that we saw, you know, throughout the uh, King killer third person framing stories. And it was, it was fun to see them again. I felt like they had, the same voice and i don't know I, I i wonder where we say like this takes place i guess we would say this story probably takes place before chronicler shows up and starts telling the story i or, i don't know i just assumed after. it was either way yeah. i just assumed it was the most recent and the timeline but uh, yeah i don't know i didn't i don't know why i assumed mm. that other like when did the lightning tree come out i don't remember it came out uh, in that Rogues anthology that has a few other, uh, I think it has George R. R. Martin and Jabber Crombie and Scott Lynch and all like, and several others. So that's, anyway, it, it, was, out, it was one of yeah, those. Yeah, 2014. Okay. I've got a, I've got a question. Okay. Yeah, Josh. So in, in the scene when he was talking about Crazy Martin, he said, there is a winter is coming line. And then that's after that, he talks about how Martin, how he's cool with Martin and how Martin had apologized for something he had said, and now that and now they're cool. Is that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? What? In, in the book? In the book? In the book? Really? <laughs> there's a winter is coming line, and then I think it's Quoth is talking about, or I've they're talking about, about Bass. It, they're talking yeah. about Bass history with yeah. Martin. Bass history. Bass was Martin. like, this dude is crazy. Quoth is like, he's not crazy. You just got to get to know him. And, and then and... he's like, he apologized for something he had said, and now we're cool. And he says, because, when, I, oh, because he says oh, winter is coming right yeah. before they go into this. That totally went over my head. Did I they? Mean, I, don't, I have no, I was not aware of them ever having any beef. So is this just I didn't, like an inside I didn't know of any beef either. I don't know. It, it was just interesting to me. I feel like if there was Rothfuss, George R. R. Martin Josh. beef, we would know about it. <laughs> but yeah, like, but it, that's the stuff the internet puts around in circles forever. So anyway. Well, so how is hmm. so how is George R. R. Martin this crazy PTSD guy? Like, I don't other think than he the is. other than I, the winter is coming. Like, I don't know. It it just seemed kind of out of place. Just a joke? Like, I think it might have just been a joke, but it and and maybe it was like it was just like an inside joke because he named uh, the character yeah. Martin and then he had he said winter is coming or whatever. Like <laughs> that was probably the extent of it. But like they did spend a little bit time uh, amount of time dwelling on like the the process of like quoth and martin making up or something you know what hmm. I mean? like i'm kind of hazy on it because it wasn't too plot relevant but anyway i have to go throwing yeah. it out there my pentology guarantee okay your wait your guarantee is that there is secret that, beef between yeah that, that martin is is the character <laughs> that uh, martin is george R. R. martin written into the story and that there is some secret beef that martin has since apologized for and they're cool now dang that's that my is, pentology guarantee. i'm seeing nothing that is juicy yet. man oh oh okay you got okay. you got some beef. Google's got some beef. Winterscoming.net. Last week marked the release of the narrow road between desires, the first new book, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. 
Well, the, the title of this is The Time George R. R. Martin Rejected a Patrick Rothfuss Story. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it was something I think it was something about what Bast had written or something that that Martin had criticized in the book. So I guess there was uh yeah, the Rogues anthology is where Lightning Tree sorry, I'm trying to just skim this real quick before we have to go. Oh, I thought didn't he talk about this in the the author's note about the origins of Lightning Tree? Like he was originally going to submit something else, but then he submitted this. All right, well check out Jake's check out Jake's link at winterscoming.net. Good catch, Josh. I did not pick up on that at all, but I like it. It says, as, I guess it says winter's coming with a, and, uh, and then it says the innkeeper smiled. I'm sure Martin will be flattered by your glowing recommendation. Bass pale. His expression showed no dismay. By all the gorse, no, Reshi, he said, waving his hand strangely. Don't tell him I, I said anything. Don't even tell me the plan of drinking hates me. The innkeeper hit a smile behind his hand. It's not funny, Reshi. I said, he throws rocks at me enough for months. And Martin has been perfectly cordial to the last several times he stopped by for a visit because there are any rocks. Be fair. I'm kind of paraphrasing. Be fair, Bass. Then keeper said he's been civil almost half a year, polite even. Remember, he apologized to you two months ago. Have you heard Martin ever apologize to anyone else in town ever? No, Bass said so. See, that's a big. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. After winter's coming, it, it like goes kind of into like a kind of diatribe about Martin apologizing. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well. I don't yeah, know if I want to. I don't know if this. I want to throw you know my hat into the ring on that one. Like Josh, has, Josh, Josh yeah. is already. You're also joining the guarantee, Jake. Yeah, the article doesn't guarantee anything, but I'm convinced. So this is phantology. Okay. We guarantee it. Yeah, right. this is the phantology guarantee. You guys are all aware of the weight that holds. So <laughs> yeah, they've always been pasting in the past. Link and fantasy news as we speak. So you guys this will is already like have seen it. <laughs> news nine years in the making. No, no, this article came out seven days ago. Well, if it was related to his submission to the Rogues anthology, that was nine years ago. But the article yeah, but he's airing was it the now. Second, yeah. Oh. Okay, we're gonna make it a thing. Apparently, I we're making. Yeah. No, it yeah. was already a thing. We're we're hopping on the bandwagon. Okay, yep. great. Um, any other like actual things related to the book that we need to bring up. It was good. I mean, I guess rating, I'd say nine out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. I don't know. It was great. And no, no notes really, you know, could have been longer and because anything could be longer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, like eight out of 10, really good writing, really good prose and like some really vivid scenes. It was cool. Yeah. For what I was trying to do, like obviously awesome job. I would, yeah, I'd maybe say like 9 out of 10, great novella. I don't read a ton of novellas, but I really enjoyed this one. The only downside for me is it just kind of made me a little bit sad seeing, you know, into the meta conversation of like, this is what it takes to get this book out. Therefore, what can we expect in the future? Hard to say. And I mean, also in my attempts to write, like, I feel like I'm also super obsessively compulsive about every word that i choose and so that does not inspire a lot of hope for <laughs> for me ever yeah but uh that's a different story <laughs> yeah all right well thanks guys see you later yep see you guys <laughs>